the snap, four-man rush, firing downfield, and got a man, rock and roll, touchdown, Texans! Game day is every day. Yeah, nice ball, nice ball. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. There's a sack. Wow, bringing down the cornerback. Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome into Texans All Access. On a Tuesday, Mark Vandermeer joins me once again, just wrapped up an hour with Jordan Jenkins. Obviously, this week, a little bit of different circumstances with the hurricane slash tropical storm slash hurricane Nicholas yeah. players were home today. There were no appearances. I am home. You're in the office. So we're also on zoom, but you know what? We're, we were back in the studio last week with Travis Johnson. And, and I assume after this week, we'll be back in the studio again, but welcome back. It's the Texans player show um, presented by Fuddruckers, wherever we are. And now Texans all access. So it's just good to be back. Oh, it's so great to be back in week two. And look, uh, the stadium is sort of this Shangri-La for me right now. And it always has been, you know, bad weather come here. And we work here, so it's great for us. We lost power, though, upstairs. When was that? Like in June or something? Late Ju- July. Late June, early July. Mm-hmm. That was really weird because I thought the stadium is not allowed to lose power. It's just some <laughs> sort of internal transformer thing. They got it straightened out. But, yeah, I hope everybody's safe. And I know a lot of people who are still without power, uh, so I'm hoping they get it back on soon. Reminded me of the freeze. You know, Ooh. now you have the tropical storm you have all sorts of situations where you lose power in the texas well in the houston area and in texas in general i I was wondering what some of the staff thinks about the the staff and the new players because we have so many guys that are from outside of texas this is probably their first experience with a hurricane and i don't want them to get lulled into a false sense of security that it's always like this this is pleasantly nice when everything gets canceled they tell everyone to stay home and then it turns out to be just a little bit of rain, a lot of debris everywhere, maybe some power outages, but nothing more than that. No major flooding, no major power outages. Um, so I, I always find it interesting to have guys on that have never been through a hurricane before. And I'm like, this, I want to tell them this is not all hurricanes. We're, this is, this is a really, this is a, this is like best case scenario. It, it is for, for a lot of people. I mean, if you lost power for 24 hours or more, that sucks. You know, that's just terrible. Uh, and it, that feels major no matter what the situation is, but I went running this morning, you know, my kid was on the bike and it, he, there was debris everywhere, but he just thought that was an adventure, you know, it was just kind of blustery <laughs> and light rain, but not too bad. And he just thought it was tremendous, but you're right. Uh, you know, I rode out a few hurricanes in Florida and that was no joke. And the first one I had was not that big a deal. So I thought, well, I'll just stay in my apartment this time. And I was right on Miami beach. And the second mm. one was definitely interesting you know no danger of of going underwater but i'm in a fifth floor apartment and it flooded because the windows were cheap ish and the water got through seeped through because you know you forget that hurricanes and this is something i forgot last night too hurricane water gets in whichever way it wants to you know it goes sideways up I mean, it's just—it's not like rain falling down. It falls sideways and angles up sometimes. It's like a softball pitch. It'll find itself in there, you know, in whatever window crevice or, you know, you think under the overhang, this stuff will stay reasonable. No, it won't. It's going to go. Just, it'll fly away. And a lot of things did last night. I was kind of unprepared for some of it. Well, speaking of inclement weather, I mean, I feel like this is the perfect week to lead into Cleveland week because you remember yes. what happened last year at Cleveland. Oh, Johnny the game started, and then it didn't start because it was hailing and sleeting mm-hmm. and sideways rain. So here we are a year later, but 
earlier in the season, coming off a win, Mark, it's week two. And I know, I know it's overreaction week two, but you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it. It's exciting to come off a win as a decisive win as the Texans had um, on Sunday against the Jags. They were still underdogs considering it's a brand new head coach, brand new quarterback um, with this new team. So it was kind of nice to come out and come out with such a decisive win. I know we talked a little bit with Jordan about it, but 37, 21 with a, a squad that's relatively new in playing together. And here they go. It's their first road game together. I mean, I think it's great to go into a road game like that coming off such a big win at home. Don't you? I wish it was the Browns of about four years ago, instead of this year's <laughs> this Browns, one coming off a loss to the chiefs, a game that they could have, would have, should have won, but still look, it is what it is. The schedule is what it is. It's not like last year's first four games, which were so unbelievably brutal. Uh, so you're going up there, by the way, the early forecast up there, temperature in the 80s, sunny, it's not going to be humid like here, okay? In fact, I think that favors, if I dare use that word, the Texans. That'll the help Texans. the Texans. Yeah, because the Texans are in such great shape. We talked about it with Jordan Jenkins, and they trained in the heat. And if it does get a little warm, which it can there, September, uh, you know, maybe the Texans will be better acclimated to that kind of thing than the Browns. I don't know. But I think that it, you're talking about this with players and coaches is a little bit different. What happened against Jacksonville, because I'm not going to say they flat out expected it, but they're not surprised that they could play well, you know? And I think to the casual fans that haven't really been paying attention, they're thinking, Hey, the Texans did that. We saw it in training camp that, you know, this team, this team looks pretty good out there. You know, we're seeing some good things out there. Let's see how they do against competition. They had some competition. They won the game big. So I want to see it happen again. Of course, Competition gets a lot tougher. We'll find out together. That's what this league's all about. Yeah. Well, let's get to some of the um, the hot reads of the week because there were some records set on Sunday, Mark. I'm not sure if you're aware. You probably are. And then some I, that are still standing. One. And one, one, one in particular that I'm going to ask you about in a bit. But first, let's get okay. to our hot reads. The Texans sit atop the AFC South with a win on Sunday versus Jags. They're the only team that won in the AFC South. On Sunday, they're also tied for first in the NFL in turnover differential. They're at plus three, which is our good friend Drew Doherty's favorite, most favorite stat. And when I say most favorite, he sends us an email update every single week with the Texans turnover differential. And it's not just this year. He did it last year, too. So I was getting kind of irritated with his emails late in the season because I did not need to see what our turnover differential was. was. But only Dallas and New Orleans are at a plus three. So... David Coley wanted to clean up the turnovers that the Texans were causing on offense. They, they were able to do that in week one, no turnovers by the Texans. Instead, they just get three takeaways. So uh, things are pointing in the right direction as far as turnover differential work. Well, they had 10 in three preseason games. They have three in the first regular season game. If you average this through the course of the season, you're, you're going to win most of your games, obviously. And it's a lot to ask. Okay. Uh, I think it's a great start. The fact that he had three picks, he had three picks all of last year is unbelievable to me. I mean, that that's incredible right there. Uh, and you just pointed out the Cowboys are plus three and they lost. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're plus three, you're going to win. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's got to be 90 to 95% of the time. Yeah, it's possible to lose, but you're probably not going to. Uh, so if the Texans can keep this kind of thing going, that'd be awesome. Uh, get some fumbles. Uh, look, I don't, know if you're going to pick Baker Mayfield off three times, but I'm here for it, DP. So I think it's a tremendous start. This is what they preach. This is what they practice. And so far through one game, they flourished in this category. 
All right. Well, the Texans also had 37 points scored. That marks their highest week one point total in franchise history. They gained 450 total yards tied for the largest week one total in franchise history as well. So a lot of a lot of good things happening on offense, which is something that the tech, nobody really knew what to expect with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Just four, five group of backs, which turned out to be four because Scotty Phillips was inactive. Um, you know, everyone just thought, well, the, the game will be close and it'll be, you know, low to medium-ish scoring offense. No one thought 37 points highest in front. If I told you this team's going to score 37 points, would you have believed it heading into week one? Uh, the week one game, no, I would have said 37 sounds like a lot. There's nobody who could have predicted that, right? You know, it's funny when I look at that game, DP, and I started to prepare for it and really grind into the numbers and memorize the numbers of the opponent, which I do every week calling the game. I thought, you know, this really looks like the Jaguars. I mean, they really haven't done much. I know they've done a lot in terms of first, you know, overall pick in the draft, number one overall pick with Trevor Lawrence. They drafted ETN, but he's out, of course. Uh, they have some other additions, but a lot of very familiar names on this Jaguar roster. And I don't think it's a good thing. I think that when you look at what they've been through last year, which was one in 15, they beat the Colts on opening day. They lost the rest of their games. They lost on Sunday. Mike Florio called it a Jaguar slam to go 16 losses in a row, 16 in a row. Yeah, yeah, a Jaguar slam. I thought that was kind of hilarious. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for the people that we like who work for the Jaguars, you know, J.P. Shadrick and Frank French, the play-by-play guy, and I just feel bad for them. But at the same time, look, it's competition. It's the division. I want them to suffer, and I want the Texans to do well. Uh, but, yeah, 37 seemed like a high number, yet here they were. I felt like they could have scored more, and I'm sure David Culley felt the same way, finishing more drives. You know, you had the field goals, great but you had a couple of situations where you could have, would have, should have scored a touchdown. Uh, and I'm not going to get nitpicky at all. I think that's actually a good thing. You played well, you scored that many points, you won big, yet there's still a higher ceiling for you. That's, I'm not going to say easily attainable, but it's attainable and they can shoot for that and they'll need to get to those levels to beat some of the good teams coming up on their schedule. You know what I'm encouraged by is the fact that the Jaguars had 21 points and they really, two of those touchdowns came on drives where there were penalties roughing the passer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. had they not, ha, had the Texans not committed those penalties and you know, the, the last touchdown, I think sort of just, that was a garbage you know, touchdown. like that was, that was sort of garbage time, but it really, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even as close as the score indicates. So I no, feel like you're, if, you're right. you know, they cleaned up those sort of penalties because David Cole even said like in the second half, he thought that they, they weren't playing as crisp as they were in the first half. And I was, you know, I was writing the game story and there was a stretch between uh, Trevor Lawrence's first touchdown to the next time they scored, which wasn't until late in the third quarter where the Texans defense didn't even allow a first down, mm. like not one first down. There was a stretch of, of drives where there wasn't even a first down allowed. So, I mean, they, when they were on point, they were on point, but just two penalties, you know, you just look at those and think like, had they not had those, you know, it, it could have, the, the score could have been even, it could have been an even bigger margin. I, I think you're right. And those penalties were big. It reminded me of Antonio Smith a little bit, what Malik Collins did, because Antonio, the ninja, mm -hmm. you know, great player for this team, pro bowler. But he used to have those moments where uh, tempers would flare or whatever. I'm not saying it's the exact same kind of thing, but it, I just thought defensive linemen committing personal fouls. Where have I seen this movie before? 
but he plays with such intensity. You don't want to dial that down. You want to keep up that right. intensity. You want that kind of energy on the D line. And we just talked to Jordan Jenkins about this group and how good it is. And it's too bad. Vincent Taylor goes down because he was starting, you know, he started the game at that first bat down and it looked terrific. Uh, I think you're right. It could have been a lot more decisive as a victory, as good as it was. And again, no one's complaining about it at all. Let's see what they do for an encore here. It's a completely different situation. I like in Trevor Lawrence's last touchdown pass to look, when you have garbage time, it's great for them that they can get something accomplished. It's like when the Texans had those blowout losses in 2015 and Hoyer threw three touchdown passes in the second <laughs> half of each of those games. And it made it look a little bit more pretty on the stat sheet or whatever. And on the scoreboard, but come on, the game was over. In all these cases, it was over for the Jaguars. Uh, John Osher, who writes for Jaguars.com, you know, John. Right. He made a point, though, that I thought, you know, the old Jeff Van Gundy thing, you cannot ignore in victory what you wouldn't in defeat. He pointed out the run game, how they got away from it. Look, eventually they had mm. to get away from it because the score was getting away from them. But they got away from the run game. And I feel it in the booth. When they brought in Carlos Hyde, they started to get a few chunks of yards on the ground. I thought, uh-oh, here we go. They're going to start running the football. And then they kind of got away from it. You know, don't, don't do what we want you to do if you're an offense. Do what we don't want you to do. We don't want you to run the ball well with Carlos Hyde because I thought Robinson just got off to a bad start for them, and maybe he would have gotten going. I'm not giving the Jaguars advice. I guess I kind of am right now. But – I look at how they got away from that and uh, they might be second guessing themselves right now. Had they stayed with it, they might've been, they might've been able to stay a little bit closer to the Texans. Yeah. Hyde only had 44 yards rushing Robinson, 25 yards rushing. I think it's going to be a different story on Sunday with Nick Chubb. Oh boy. And And Kareem Hunt. Hunt. I mean, if we think back to last year, that was, that was as painful as a run defense performance um, as this team had, you know, each, each guy had over a hundred yards rushing. And you remember, I mean, it was such a low scoring game. The Texans lost by a field goal, 10 to seven. And that yeah. in the fourth quarter, it could have very easily been one had they just held Chubb on third down, but instead he peels off like a 59, 60 yard, 59 yard oh, run I've, Yeah, I remember that. to extend the drive. And then of course, then yeah, the Texans wouldn't right. get a chance to get the ball back. So I feel like they know what they have ahead of them on Saturday with this run game. I, you know, I think it's good that they held the Jags to under hundred yards rushing, but you're right. The Jags weren't really running the ball. a ton. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 51 times. Now, they were definitely relying on the passing game more so than anything else. But Stefanski is a Kubiakian coach, right? He's going to try to run the ball. He's going to have play action off of those runs. Mm. He's going to have bootlegs. You know, Mayfield's real good at that. They've got people to throw to. They've got people to run. They've got a good, nasty offensive line. I know a little banged up with the left tackle situation, but uh, they got a lot of weapons. This is going to be a big challenge. All right. Well, speaking of O-line, the Texans started Marcus Cannon at right tackle on Sunday. They had him on a pitch count. The 10-year vet who started 115 games for the Patriots, most of which were at right tackle. He played over 64% of the snaps. Jaron Christian subbed into the game for Cannon. The goal was for Cannon to come out healthy which he did. And now, according to David Culley, he could see more reps versus the Browns. So good news, Mark, at the right tackle position as we wait to see what happens with Charlie Heck. He's still on that reserve COVID list. Um, I don't know what happens when Charlie Heck comes off of that, if he gets his starting job back or if Marcus Cannon um, has done enough to really solidify his spot there. There's depth at tackle. 
Christian played the whole preseason at left tackle. Heck played the preseason at right tackle. Mm -hmm. I mean, now you have Cannon in there. You have Laramie in there. And you're right. With Cannon coming out of the game healthy, and let's just hope it stays that way. If Look, Charlie Heck is an improved player. Marcus Cannon playing the way, you know, we last saw him. Oh, my goodness. You got Tunsil and Cannon at the tackles. You got first-round draft choice Howard playing left guard where you always knew he's capable of playing there, but they were playing him at tackle. And when they drafted him that night, we thought maybe they're going to make him a left tackle. So who knows? Uh, Britt at center is a revelation for this organization. What a find he is because you've upgraded at center. And not only is he a good player, he's got that nasty in him that you want to see as well. And you love the guy, right? The press conference yesterday was so much fun. This line could get real interesting. And you have depth at the tackle spot with Heck, with Christian. So I don't want to see anything happen to anybody who's starting, but you could see this thing really taking shape very nicely. And uh, so far, so good. It's week one. Uh, Let's see what you do in week two here, because running the ball so healthy for the football team keeps the other team's offense on the sideline, grinds clock. You know, Nick Casario, Johnny and I caught up with him, and he was talking about the, you know, the 100 third down situations they had, 21 third downs. And look, that's not a bad thing. They were third and manageable or third and short situations, but it means they held the ball for lots of plays, you know, and Mm. it reminds me of that Tampa Bay preseason game where they had the 18 play drive. You know, they had a huge drive like that in the first half, not as many plays. I don't have it in front of me, but I thought that's them, man. They're going to matriculate the ball down the field, grind clock, hopefully finish those drives and just play that way, shorten games and, Look, they scored 37 points, so it's not like they won 17 to 14, which I would have gladly taken. Instead, they won by 16, 37 to 21. You know, the you, you mentioned time of possession, and in just looking at that, the Texans, the time of possession battle, they won it by 10 minutes. 35-04 to Jacksonville's 24-56. That's a difference of 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if they could do that every single game, Mark, it doesn't matter who's <laughs> running the ball on the opposite side. Just don't even give them a chance to get on the field. Don't even give right. Baker a chance on the field. Don't don't give them a chance to run the ball like that if they could manage that every single week. Well, I mean, the stat sheet. I mean, easier said than done, but I'm just saying that my game plan is, hey, guys, just, you know, just control control the clock. It was easy. You know, DP, for this organization and everything they've been through in the last offseason, this was a perfect stat sheet almost, right? You have Ingram. You know, the only thing that would have made it look even prettier was 300 for Taylor and a Hundy plus for Ingram, but it didn't matter. Oh, what are they going to do with these three veteran running backs? Well, they all scored touchdowns. That's what they did, right? Uh, To Rod Taylor, he's getting a lot of praise right now because people are saying, oh, wait a minute, this guy can actually play. Yeah, that's right. We forgot that when Taylor's out there healthy with a decent team, he can play. No big revelation should be had there because you look at what he did. Look at 2017 with Buffalo. He led them to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. You know, that was awesome. And he's capable of good things like that. So let's just see where it goes. They've got a balanced attack. Cooks is one of the best receivers in the league. I'm sorry, right? Look, I don't know how to rank them and rate them. And I know we had a couple of guys here who, you know, Andre Johnson's going to go in the Hall of Fame and DeAndre Hopkins was awesome and everything. Cooks is definitely a top 10 receiver talent in this league. And there's a reason why people think so highly of him because he can do that. 
you know, just pull off all those yards and catches and two deep balls. And despite being five ten or whatever he is, he's able to go up and get that first long ball, which I thought, oh, my gosh, is this going to work? Yes, it is complete. Those yeah, two, right. those two passes that he caught, they were the two longest plays of the game. There was, they were like around one was 52 yards. One was 49 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to inter. I think I'm supposed to interview him this week for my deep slant. So uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell him how you, every time you would see him in camp, you would just say bubble wrap. Yep. But cause I think even though they did not bubble wrap him, that mm-hmm. was really good. His chemistry with Tyrod is, is really good considering the two of them have not, this is the first time playing together but I think yeah. all those reps that he had I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him about those because a lot of times in practice I would notice and you know in camp as well he would come off the field after a drive and then he would immediately go to the iPad and then him and Tyrod would be discussing on the iPad what happened what didn't happen and I thought it's like one rep in practice you know mm-hmm. but that level of attention to detail and that meticulousness I wonder how much of that has factored into the, how good the chemistry looks so early on because we didn't really see a lot of those long passes in training camp or preseason. No, we didn't you're see right. a lot of those at all. And they looked effortless in the game. You're, well, yeah, you're, it's a great point that in camp, I thought, are they going to throw anything over 15 yards on this team? We didn't see too many of those. I don't remember I, seeing too many of those. Yeah. I, and I don't know if they were playing possum or not, DP, but uh, clearly they've been working on that. You don't just produce that. Uh, and there's more. There's more to be had. I mean, Nico Collins, he had a, he had a catch, but – He'll be heard from, you know, you got Chris Conley. He could run. He'll be heard from. He had a couple of catches in the game and cooks did what he did. And Aikens didn't even have a catch, right? They've got more in the arsenal here. You know, you look at Tarad's history and he throws to the backs and the tight ends. He likes having a good receiver. Everybody does, but the backs and the tight ends eat a lot with Tyrod throwing the football and that's a good thing because you saw what happened. You had a couple of backs with uh, TD passes. So, you know, let's keep that kind of thing going. Or uh, one back with a TD pass. The other two were running. And you had, obviously, two touchdown passes in all thrown by Tyrod. So, uh, look, I, I'm, I can't wait for Chapter 2. You know, this is – we're into the season now. You've seen some things the team can do. I know it's Jacksonville. I know they're coming off 1-15. But you did what you did. Let's see you do it against a better team. They'll have the opportunity on Sunday. All right, another hot read. Wide receiver Anthony Miller could be active for Sunday's game. He was inactive last week against Jacksonville, although Cully said he could have played. The team just wanted to be extra cautious. But you know what? Instead, Mark, they get Danny Amendola, who comes out, steps in, five catches on five targets for 34 yards and a touchdown. Not bad. Not bad for a team that thought they didn't, the people thought didn't have a lot of wide receivers heading into the season. Well, I could show you the text message that I sent. I forget if if it was you guys or if it was my Andre and Johnny text thread, but I said Amendola five, six catches and a touchdown before Uh the game. And I just felt like they're going to go to him. They're going to go to him. He knows enough of this offense where he could be a factor. And he's so he's sleuth like to a defense because I just mentioned a bunch of names to you that they have to pay attention to. And then Amendola just shows up on campus and they're thinking, well, Danny Amendola, we know about him and they're not silly. You know, they know about him. Joe Cullen knows who Danny Amendola is, but you don't know exactly how it's all going to go down. You can't cover everybody perfectly. And he catches a touchdown and he's a factor. So let's see more of that. I think Anthony Miller, 
when he's healthy and out there, he could be a good contributor as well. They got a lot of weapons. Let's just be clear here. They have a lot of weapons, and I think people have underestimated what they brought to the table here personnel-wise. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys are on these prove-it deals, Anthony Miller being one of them. I liked yeah. what I saw out of him in training camp, and I know a lot of the DBs spoke really highly of him and how hard he was to cover. He's really shifty. Um, I think we think of him as a slot receiver, but he can play outside if needed to. We just we haven't really seen a lot of him because he got hurt in that first preseason game. But I'm I'm very intrigued by him and when he comes back, where the Texans put him because it seems like now they have a lot of different guys that can play slot. They've got Brandon Cooks over the top. You know, they've got their tight ends. They've got their backs. Where you know where does everybody fit in? How do you fit everybody into this puzzle? But you know, it's great to it's great to just add more weapons to Tyrod's arsenal, and then you know he's got his own legs. Hello, like just seeing his mobility on a few of those plays, um, being able to escape. It just it was it was really nice to see him come out and look so crisp, Tyrod, and the entire offense that first game. The biggest surprise to me was the number of carries for Ingram. You know, I thought, geez, you're going to go over 25 <laughs> carries with Mark Ingram. You know, everyone acts like he's 80 years old. All right, right. He, you know, he's 31 though, and I'm not sure if you can maintain that, but. I think he feels like he can and look at his energy. Look at what he brings uh, that spirit. When people were talking about like, Oh, maybe they're going to move him to Baltimore. I'm like, no, I want to see him on this team. Not now. I, you know, that's for the future, that kind of stuff. I want to see him on this squad. He's really important to the squad. He is important to the squad. I had a chance to catch up with him last week. Um, let's talk about, Week two, which running backs do you think are going to be active? Is Mark Ingram going to be the guy or is it going to be someone else? Also, what does David Culley want to see the Texans improve in week two? We've got all that coming up. Plus, we'll go around the NFL. It's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. The Houston Texans and Schlumberger are proud to present the Houston Texans Stats Challenge, a program that makes learning math fun for sixth graders using the game of football. Over the past six years, more than 800 teachers and 230,000 students across Texas have been impacted by the Stats Challenge. Help your local sixth grade class be the next to join them. Visit HoustonTexans.com for more details and go Texans! What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly.
Hey, Texans fans. This season, Texans touchdowns aren't just big. They're jumbo. That's right. When your Houston Texans score two touchdowns during a game, you'll score a free jumbo jack with a large drink purchase at Jack in the Box the very next day. That means this season, your offense is playing hungry. So whether it's a home game or an away game, be sure to get loud and root on your offense. Don't be afraid to work up an appetite. Free burgers are on the line. So let's hear it, fans. Let's go Texans and let's go Jack. With a playbook full of available premium features and more 2021 IIHS Top Safety Awards than Honda or Nissan brands today. Oh, baby, another score! Hyundai is driving victory. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on the Elantra or Sonata. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only, offer ends 9-30-21. Call 469-613-0227 for more details. This is Texans Radio. Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee Bank. It's something we grew up doing, and it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses. Because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So, if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale has been extended. Right now, save up to $500 on our top-rated brands when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or shop Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift. With our highly trained sleep experts and our low price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the perfect bed at the best price. Unjunk your sleep only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Each home game, nonprofit groups are given the opportunity to staff concession stands at Energy Stadium with members from their organizations. In partnership with Aramark, the Houston Texans donate a portion of each game's profit back to the organizations who dedicated their time to a successful game day. Since the 2002 season, over $5.9 million has been donated and reinvested in the Houston community. Be sure to stop by the concessions this season at NRG Stadium to help support Houston. Houston Texans fans, score big at Conzone Plus with the best seat in the house. Your house, that is. We're talking the ultimate selection of big screen TVs, crowd-pleasing couches, and game-winning recliners. Upgrade your fan cave and watch the pros like a pro. Plus, with our personalized approach to financing, you can get options nobody else has, so you can get low payments over time, whether you have good credit or you're building it. Ready to score with an official sponsor of the Texans? Make it happen at Cons Home Plus. The Texans' new-look defense had a hell of a debut. Throws downfield, and it's intercepted by Reed. Their three picks against the Jacks matches the Texans' interception total from all of last year. Obviously, on defense, we've always preached about getting turnovers, and basically, that's our formula. Insider Access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Your favorite team is all over social media. Give the Houston Texans a follow on Twitter. Faith follow on Twitter. Faith follow on Your favorite team is all over social media. Give the Houston Texans a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or TikTok. Welcome back to Texans All Access. We're looking back at Jacksonville. We're looking ahead to Cleveland. Got lots to discuss. Got Mark Vandermeer 
here with me on a Tuesday, not so rainy, not so hurricane Tuesday, but we'll take it. I will take a non-hurricane Tuesday any day of the week. But Mark, we were talking about the run game and Mark Ingram uh, before the break. And, you know, you mentioned how many carries he had. I'm wondering if he gets this many carries against Cleveland or if they mix things up and add another back. Maybe maybe it's more Philip Lindsay. David Johnson's looked good, too. Maybe it's yeah. maybe you split the carries. I, I wonder what your thoughts are here in week two. Well, I'm also thinking about Scotty Phillips, who was down mm-hmm. for the game. And I just think Scotty Phillips has this run angry. Now, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's got this run angry ethic about him. And I'd love to see everybody active. I still don't like the NFL rules of 46, and it could be 47 if the extra is an offensive lineman. Uh, I'm really glad that they are allowed to bring two guys off the practice squad to make it a 55-man roster. However, you're still only allowed to dress the 46 slash 47. So, I don't know. It does help you because it helped the Texans last week. Joey Sly didn't have to be on the 53. Uh, Anthony Eclair is not on the 53, but they can protect them on the practice squad. They're kind of 53-man roster members anyway. But I guess I'm not answering your question. I think they will give Ingram all the carries in the world if it's going well, right? Mm. Uh, obviously, if you're not able to run the ball as well as you want to, you have to throw it, you know, or you're down, you got to throw it more than you wanted to. That changes things. But assuming things are going, you know, relatively even with the Cleveland Browns and you're running it okay, I don't think they're going to have any kind of pitch count on Ingram. They're going to be like, this guy's our workhorse. He's going. Yeah, we're going to sub the other guys in. They all got involved. They all got in the game. You know, Burkhead got in the game. They all got involved. And you're right. David Johnson looks pretty good. Uh, I think Lindsey will have his moments. There, there are, There's going to be a game, maybe it's this week, maybe it's coming up soon, where he just goes nuts and uh, and he becomes a much bigger part of the attack. But a lot of it's just about, look, they got a lot of guys and they're trying to get the ball to everybody. It reminds me of my flag football team. You know, I'm trying to get the ball to everybody, parents. All right, but it it's worked really well on yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, I, I talked to Mark Ingram last week and I one of the questions I asked him was, if his expectations for his role here had changed since he signed here, because when he signed here, he was coming back with David Culley. That was a big reason why he signed here is because he wanted to be with Culley again. The two were in Baltimore for the last few years. Um, But then he comes here and then we sign five running backs to the roster. And I'm wondering like from a running backs point of view, you know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I mean, of course you want to have a guy to spell you when you need, you know, a little break on the sideline, but you don't need four other guys to do that. But, you know, he was so gracious in his response. I mean, he was so uber complimentary of all the other backs, but he did say he views himself as a three down back that can do it all. And I, and I think that this coaching staff views him the same as much as they talk about running back by committee. I mean, there definitely was a lead back in this first game. Now, will that stay the same? I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you on it though. I feel like just keep it with the hot hand. If he's making plays and the, and what did, what did Andre say on the broadcast? Like when he's got the ball in his hands, um, there's, he's, he's always moving forward or the pile moves forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's how it seemed. It seemed like when he, when he had the ball in his hands, there was always forward progress. So why, you know, why would, if, if a guy's got, you know, he's in, in the rhythm and he's in the zone, he's getting it, you know, why, why take him out and Ingram, you know, the only thing I worry about is, yeah, he is 31. That's a lot of carries for him, but you know, I'm sure that's going to even out over the course of the season, but such he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun to cover. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to interview. He brings so much energy and, and so much juice. And I was telling him, I mean, you've seen it, Mark. He has just won everyone over offense, defense, young guys, old guys. 
I mean, he, his, he's like Mr. Personality. And I, and I was like, what is your secret? Like, it's a brand new locker room for you. Everybody in here is brand new. And like everyone just sort of gravitates towards him. And he, and he was just like, I'm just myself. He's like, I feel like if you're not who you are. People can see right through that. And I think he just works really hard and everyone knows it. And then he just has a great attitude. He just has a great attitude and he knows what he's doing. He's a vet. It's infectious, right? You know, I didn't know he had this kind of personality. I've seen him in sound bites before and everything. Obviously, he won the Heisman Trophy in 09. He's been in the league for a long time. But when he got here, I thought, oh, my gosh, he's wonderful. I mean, he's amazing with the media. Mm-hmm. And you see how the teammates react. I knew when they signed him, and I've said this many times, I knew when they signed him, he was a stabilizing factor on this team along with Taylor, that they would take over the locker room, that there was – an adult presence there that was going to be very well respected by all teammates, both sides of the football, all faces of the game. And that's clear. That's why I think he's got to be on this team no matter what. And the ability to play well, you know, I knew that he still had a lot of juice, but man, I think he is more than a lot of people thought, you know, based on what he did in game one and what he's done in the preseason. So let's keep it going here. Uh, you're right. You know, you see these other running backs come on the field or c- come into the uh, organization on the roster. How about when they went, they throw the ball to Farrell Brown, has a tremendous catch, and the very next play, like I'm barely catching my breath, right? And everybody's sort of oh. shuffling around. Yeah. And all of a sudden they go wild Ingram. And, you know, <laughs> he's he takes the snap and hands off to Lindsay. And I that's a beautiful call right there. That was a right. beautiful sync sequence because that's a one-two punch. That's a, a right-left combo that just knocked out the Jags because you've seen Ingram take the snap. And usually in those situations, he's going to run the ball. I mean, 95% of the time you run Wildcat, the guy's running. He's not a thrower, but instead he handed off to Lindsay. So you had two backs in the game and they both got involved again, right. back to my flag football team. That's every, you know, the, have you guys run that play? You're getting no, ideas. No, no, I don't like to run the ball in flag football. Actually. I like to throw it on every down oh, because okay. it's like a philosophy I have, like but CFL. I do like to have multiple people touch the ball. So they all get involved. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. See? Mark Ingram was very proud of his quarterbacking skills. He did give accolades to Jim Kelly for the creative play calling, but then he also patted himself <laughs> on the back for the, for the good quarterbacking skills that he had. Uh, all right. I, I, I mentioned that there's some things that David Culley wants to clean up before Sunday's game. He talked about him Sunday. He talked about a little bit Monday penalties. You know, we talked about this too, Mark, two of those touchdowns came on uh, for the yeah. for the Jaguars came because of roughing the passer penalties. And, you know, what did you see out of this team in the second half? He said that he felt like, you know, it wasn't as crisp as it was in the first half. They sort of. He didn't like the fight. He ah. didn't like the fight. That, he's, I, I just thought think he's was going that? right there. Yeah, he's going right there. He doesn't want to see them lose their composure. That's what he said. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to see that kind of thing. Because if you're in a close game, that could really tip the sure. scales the, in the other direction. So. Uh, that's what he's talking about. He wants to be smooth, professional. You know, the thing about Cully is he's the nicest guy in the world. Okay. He's wonderful. And he does tell it like it is. He will tell it like it is. He'll be very honest about what his team is doing that he doesn't like, but he says it in such a nice way. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want this to come across the wrong way because the way I feel about it is I don't want to let him down. If I'm a player, I don't mm. want to let that man down. Uh, he has been so good to me. I want to please him. I want to do things right the way he wants it done. You know, 
I just believe he has that effect on the players. He has that effect on me, DP. I mean, I would run through a wall for <laughs> You want to call a better game for, yeah, for, I, for Coach Cole. I do, I do. And certain <laughs> guys are like that. Uh, but it's not a fear thing with him. It's more of a pride thing and a logic thing. I want to do it right because, darn it, he says that's the right way to do it. And you know what? He's correct. You got to do it that way. And I want to please him. And I think psychologically that could really work out well for this bunch and who knows how many games they win, but they're off to a good start because if had they won, like I said earlier, had they won 17 to 14, I'd be thrilled. I'd Mm. be thrilled with any kind of victory. This is a hard league in which to get any win, but the way they won, I thought, Hmm, okay, (laughs) let's see what else we can do because that was enjoyable. All right. So a week ago, you and I were talking about the last time and number one, number one overall drafted quarterback one in his debut. Mm-hmm. And I, we, I told you that it was in 2002, David yes. Carr. So that yes. record still stands. David Carr is the last Thank number goodness. one overall pick to have mm-hmm. won in his NFL debut. So Trevor Lawrence did not break his record, but you also discussed your top five Texans week one games. Mm-hmm. So where does this one rank? Oh, because I feel question. like this has got to make your top five. With this, the new head coach, different quarterback, is, all the turmoil this offseason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the and, win being as decisive, setting offensive records, setting defensive mm-hmm. records. Gosh, you know what? Now you've inspired me to write you. something no, because I'm really no, no, this. I'm gonna go here. Never mind opening day, because this is you know most points ever and all that. And and again, the way the last year has been, it was just such an elixir. This game, it was an oasis, a football oasis for us. Uh, not that it's been the desert in the off season, but you know what I'm saying? You know, it's been a rough from and, yes, and, and you know, all the noise as we call it, but the way I felt about this victory, non-playoff victories, the last few years, this is, I mean, I got to rank them. I got to rank them non-playoff home victory because you do certain things on the road, like beat Kansas city on the road was a mm-hmm. big deal. I thought in 2019, I know the yeah. season didn't end well, but you know, that was a huge win at the time. Uh, and there were certain situations, 2018, you had the nine game winning streak, you know, and uh, that kind of thing. You've had some wins here. Beating uh, Cleveland on the road when Cleveland was um, first in the AFC North. Yeah. In 2014, that was a nice road win. That I mean, was a like, great road. Win. I mean, and obviously 15, you had the wins over Cincinnati, Monday Night Football and the Colts, the first ever win there. But wins at home in the regular season, I'm not going to say this is the best one in the last 10 years or something like that, but it's up there. It's up there as far as the feeling of victory. And it's the Jags, but it's the feeling that you had doing it the way you did, the way you got it done. That was big. We'll see where it takes them. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't take them where we want them to go, but that was pretty cool. Just food for thought for the next time for when next, the next week, one rolls around, I'm going to remind you that this game is also an option for you, but it's nice to have options, Mark. Okay. Okay. Well, we got one one final segment. There were options watching Monday night football, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. We're going to get into it. Did Mark watch it? What does he think? Mm. Is he mad that there was no play by play on that broadcast? (laughs) It's all coming up. One final segment of Texans all access coming up. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Two is better than one. How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, unbeatable mileage. 
Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. What if your preferred hospital could also be your primary care provider? At Houston Methodist, we go beyond hospital care, offering you everything from flu shots to well woman exams to managing your weight and cholesterol. And our primary care doctors and specialists are connected all across the city. So whatever the need, wherever you live, we can be there for you. Visit HoustonMethodist.org to find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Looking for a little Vegas-style fun? Whether you're going with a group or getting away for the day, take a short two-hour drive to Golden Nugget Lake Charles for the ultimate casino resort experience. Savor your favorite Landry's restaurants. Catch an A-list concert. Experience Bayou Beauty on our championship golf course. Or simply soak your cares away in our luxury spa. With 1,100 rooms and suites and 1,600 slots, there's no better place to stay and play. Visit goldennugget.com slash Charles to book today. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. The Texans jacked up the Jags. The Texans win on opening day, throttling Jacksonville 37-21. to And all the good things we saw in training camp transferred to the first game. They've proven over a two-month span they're pretty damn good at being clean, no penalties, yeah. and they're getting better. Will Houston be able to keep doing the basic stuff right? No reason to think that they couldn't continue that throughout the season. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Lots more to break down. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Next on Texans Radio. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central, the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring For an in-depth look at your favorite Texans players, don't miss Texans 360, Saturday nights at 11 on ABC 13. One final segment of Texans All Access. We go around the NFL, and I think, Mark, the one – I mean, there's plenty of stories around the NFL, but I think for me the biggest one was the debut of Monday Night Football. First of all, what an outstanding game. The Raiders beat the Ravens 33-27 to in overtime. I was not going to watch the entire game because I thought I have too much stuff to do, and I could not stop watching the game. A, it was a really great game, and then B, because I started watching the ESPN2 version – with Peyton and Eli, which I've been kind of switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. One of my kids loves play by play. So we were just having this internal house battle where he just wanted to watch the actual broadcast. And I was like, no, yeah. but I was like, we can see what's happening. We don't need to watch the play by play, but let's right. hear what Peyton and Eli are who they're, they had some great guests on their broadcast, but I want to ask you as a play by play guy, what were you watching last night? Well, DP, uh, I'm in the play by play union, the AFL CIO PBP. <laughs> 
Uh, and we don't support that broadcast. No, I'm kidding around here. But I do believe here's my thought on on this kind of thing. If you're not that into either team. Like there are many Monday nights where I will definitely watch the Mannings because I want to see that. But if I'm into the game like I was last night, I, you know, I watched some of the first half with with Peyton and Eli. And then I went back to the traditional broadcast and those guys for a traditional broadcast, they're not that traditional, but they're more traditional, obviously. And then I went back in the second half. I was going back and forth as well. There's a reason why play by play is there. Even on TV, you need the caption to the image. And I'll always go back to this. When you watch sports movies and people listening will will think of this, hopefully when they watch their next sports movie, whether it's miracle uh, whatever the sport is, whether it's any basketball movie you see, including Space Jam, uh, whether it's Rudy, anything, there's always a play-by-play guy. There's always that caption underneath. They find a way to do it. They find a way to slide it in to the audio because you just need it. And that's life. You need it when you're watching sports. I really believe that. Uh, but if you're not that into the game, if you're not totally into either team, I think the Mannings are really entertaining. Look, I think Peyton Manning's fantastic. This is a great vehicle for him. And Eli's pretty funny, too. Eli's really funny, too. I mean, their yeah. own inside jokes and stories, like they had Bray Lewis on. Yeah. And they were talking about Eli Manning's rookie season, the first time he played Baltimore, and he was calling out the Mike linebacker. And he, I think he called he called it, he said 52 is the mic, and, and Bray Lewis yelled back, like, I'm, I'm not the mic, he's the mic. And so, you know, that they were talking, they were, Peyton was like, that never happens. Like the Mike linebacker never tells you what the coverages are. And then he said, Eli, what was your, what was your passer rating at the end of the game? And Eli said it was 0.0 and Ray Lewis is just dying laughing. And they're just like all having such a good time. Like, you know, they're they're both Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, but they can poke fun at themselves. Um, uh, What I really enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed it actually at the end when the game was really close and Peyton's just like holding a football to his face. Like he just is so nervous. (laughs) Like He's watching it like a fan, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And they were just, they weren't really cheering for either team. They were just watching the game as fans and just hearing their insight. And, you know, when, when Derek Carr threw the the pick, when they thought they'd won and then the quarterbacks were just like, no, like that's just the worst feeling in the world. And then, you know, the Ravens, like Lamar Jackson, like at one point he's hugging, the Raiders players, they think the yes. game's over, but then they bring them all. It was just such a weird ending. It was so bizarre. many turnovers in the, the final few minutes. And I just, I actually liked it when they sort of locked in on the game and they were reacting to the game. Like as much as yeah. I enjoy the interviews, I think they should just do that when either the game's out of hand or it's just super boring, but it was an exciting game. Mm-hmm. I would have rather they paid more attention to the game, but I was also very intrigued by some of the, you know, the talk about like Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra at the Met Gala and what she was wearing and <laughs> Travis Kelsey, they were, they wanted Travis Kelsey to comment on Lamar Jackson's scramble, like the play before. And he, he this is so something I would say, he said, well, those gold, gold cleats just look really, really smooth while he was running, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it made me laugh because as technical as you want them to get, they're still fans at the end of the day. And yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's great. I just thought you, you would be someone that's very biased towards play by play, but maybe there's a way they can discuss the game a little well, bit more. Everybody's been, look, this is, this is not new. Dennis Miller was once upon a time in the Monday night football. I group. remember that by the way, RIP Norm McDonald. I love Norm McDonald and he's no longer with us at age 61 passed away. So wow. uh, long battle with cancer that he kept private. But anyway, uh, weekend update host, but Dennis Miller in the booth, Tony Kornheiser in the booth. 
uh, Howard Cosell himself in the booth back in the day, you know, trying to get some other elements in there, uh, yet keep it play by play and conversational. Look, there's so many different ways to do it. Uh, I think the Manny thing is great. It's great that it's on another channel. So it's an option for Mm -hmm. you. And you just add the ratings together and sell the commercials and everybody's happy. You know, ESPN does a ton of this stuff with the college game. Of course, they have like five different channels with coaches and players and animals commenting or whatever else they do. (laughs) So it all all works out. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. So, you know what? I don't know. We'll see if the game is not as exciting. I may be watching more of them, but it definitely made me, it makes me want to tune in because they were, they were super entertaining. So um, you know what else is entertaining? Texans replay because there are going to be a lot of highlights that John Harris has from Sunday's big win over the Jags. That's coming up next. Mark, always fun doing Texans All Access. Thank you. Now that hurricane, the hurricane has passed, we'll be back in the stadium tomorrow covering a week of practice. Can't wait. Uh, for everyone out there, stay safe. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Nobody builds 5G. Like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. What makes one head of lettuce better than another? What makes a grape greater? At Kroger, we take scrutinizing freshness to a whole new level. We're only the best of the best of the best will do. We're seriously serious about what goes on our shelves, so only the freshest makes the grade. That means not every leafy green leaves the field. Not every cauliflower makes the cut. So if we've got it at Kroger, you can bet your bananas that it's not just fresh, it's fresher than fresh. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, Texans fans. This season, Texans touchdowns aren't just big. They're jumbo. That's right. When your Houston Texans score two touchdowns during a game, you'll score a free jumbo jack with a large drink purchase at Jack in the Box the very next day. That means this season, your offense is playing hungry. So whether it's a home game or an away game, be sure to get loud and root on your offense. Don't be afraid to work up an appetite. Free burgers are on the line. So let's hear it, fans. Let's go Texans and let's go Jack. Super Bowl 56 is heading to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And On Location can make your whole weekend unforgettable. With On Location, you can enjoy pre-game parties. Choose from an incredible selection of game time seats. And get unmatched access throughout it all. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. And the only way to experience the ultimate Super Bowl. Visit NFLOnLocation.com slash Super Bowl for more information. That's NFLOnLocation.com slash Super Bowl. The Houston Texans and Amogee Bank have teamed up to present the Small Business Boost. Bel Air Shoe Hospital Shoe and Leather Repair takes pride in their work and in being a small family-owned business. The owners support community causes, such as local schools and the Texas Prater Willie Association, and offers discounted repairs to all first responders and military veterans. For more info and to nominate your favorite business, visit HoustonTexans.com slash Business Boost. It's the Texans Small Business Boost, presented by Amogee Bank, a division of Zion's Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. 
Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Calling all Houston Texans fans. It's time to take it to the house with Ashley Home Store. Enter for a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Texans home game at NRG Stadium. To enter, simply text TEXANS to 797979 or visit any Houston Ashley Home Store location near you. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Enter today only at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud partner of the Houston Texans. Each home game, nonprofit groups are given the opportunity to staff concession stands at Energy Stadium with members from their organizations. In partnership with Aramark, the Houston Texans donate a portion of each game's profit back to the organizations who dedicated their time to a successful game day. Since the 2002 season, over $5.9 million has been donated and reinvested in the Houston community. Be sure to stop by the concessions this season at NRG Stadium to help support Houston. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Tiff's Treats Warm Cookie Delivery has 14 Houston area locations. Tiff's Treats Cookies are better because they're baked when you order and delivered still warm from the oven. Tiff's Treats Warm Cookies are the perfect gift and are a delicious way to treat yourself. With 11 crave-worthy cookie flavors, plus our limited-time treats of the week, there's always a reason to order at cookiedelivery.com. At Tiff's Treats, we don't bake them until you order them. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Telemundo Houston is number one for breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Primero EDS for complete game highlights. Upcoming Texas. game analysis, plus exclusive interviews all season long with Houston's most experienced sports team. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans, Telemundo Houston y Domina Acción, exclusive Spanish home of the Houston Texans. 